Hello and welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. While we have a number of new episodes left this year in 2020, this will be our last bonus episode of the year. And to highlight our upcoming guest, Dr. McElroy has conversations with Blake Stratton from Michael Hyatt team and Dr. Lori Sorensen. And I'm looking forward to conversations with Dr. Michelle Andrews, Missy Tata, Jim Beckwith about contact lenses now and in the future, and also another conversation with Dr. Diane Russo on public health and optometry. And next week's episode, next Monday's episode, is the conclusion of my conversation with Dr. Mark Bullimore, and it's one you won't want to miss. For today's bonus episode, I will highlight the proposed mechanisms behind the association between near work and outdoor activities and myopia onset and progression. And so for near work, in early onset and progressing myopes, there tends to be a greater temporary increase in axial length while doing near work than in emetropic patients. And patients with high lags of accommodation during near work tend to have a hyperopic retinal defocus, which we've talked about uh, numerous times over the, the course of, of these podcasts, can play a role in what we think plays a role in myopia progression. As it relates to outdoor activities, increased light intensity during outdoor activities leads to an increase in dopamine release, and it's hypothesized that dopamine reduces axial elongation, leading to lower prevalence of myopia. The dioptric topography of an outdoor environment requires little dioptric demand compared to indoor activity, so again, we may not have to accommodate as much that as we would when we're outside compared to inside. And then low vitamin D levels have been associated with an increased prevalence of myopia in children. Although that association, it's not clear if that's causative or correlative at this point. There are a number of resources available for you to learn more about myopia management. My colleague, Dr. Cheryl Chapman, has been a really wonderful resource to many of doctors I know, as well as a wonderful sounding board for me. I also put a plug in for Vision Source, which has been a significant value to my practice and who have invested significant resources not only to reduce the cost of goods for their members, but much less known outside of Vision Source is the infrastructure that they've put in place to help practices expand their services that they're providing to their patients. They're soon releasing their myopia management protocol to help members with the necessary steps to implement a successful primary care man- myopia management model into those practices. This builds on their other protocols like diabetes, macular degeneration, and dry eye. And they also pushed, which most people don't know about, but they pushed for an emergency room avoidance initiative a few years back. And that data was published in the Annals of Family Medicine and proved that vision source offices across the country saved the healthcare system $152 million over a 13-month period by diverting care away from emergency rooms to the uh, vision source optometrist's office. By my estimation, this kept around $23 million in our practices. These protocols not only help us better manage patients, but they build the profit centers for our practice. And if you haven't done so recently, check out becoming a member of Vision Source. Lastly, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, and share it with your friends. At iCode Media, we believe in advancing the optometric profession by diving deep into eye care topics and providing actionable steps for our listeners and subscribers. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.